Hey y'all, this is Michelle Culpepper, a beautiful creepster, and you're listening to A Paranormal Chicks. Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sighting 17. I'm 17. What movie? Oh, God. Never been kissed. Well, you didn't even give me two seconds to think. Oh, you breathed for like five. That's my normal <laughs> breathing. <laughs> and here we are, folks. And you just heard one of my favorite people, Michelle Culpepper, introducing our Sinister Sightings episode. She is part of the Creepinati. She's a beautiful creepster. Mm-hmm. And you want to be a creep like her? You can join us at www.patreon.com forward slash the APC podcast. Yes. Whew. That took me like eight tries. Okay. And that's all, folks. Good yeah. night. <laughs> okay. But for real, here's our first story. Okay. This is from Mama. And they said, hey, y'all, this feels kind of long, so here goes. This story is from a friend, Sam, who had a couple of fucked up tales he told me a long time ago. He used to work in a children's summer camp, and many creepy things happened there, including seeing ghost kids Uh -uh. scream at him in empty, unused parts of the building, Uh -uh. a famous dead boy ghost visiting him in the night, What? and... A big old oak tree where when you walk under it, it felt like two fists were gently pressing against your back. Mm-mm. Fuck Girl, that. No. What I'm getting from that, the tree thing, that's what got me the most. Wizard of Oz traumatized me as a kid when she picks an apple and they're like, right on my right, because they're so fucking grumpy. And then blah, blah, blah. I mean, I still love the movie. I was about to say, isn't that your favorite movie as a kid? Yes, but I mean, it still traumatized me. That's why I like carbs and cocks and not fruit. Apple, uh uh-uh, I ain't gonna get bit by that tree. Damn. Apparently, it was a site where they used to hang people, and so it was actually the feet of 100-year-old hanging bodies swaying in the wind and pushing your back when you walked under it. Oh, fuck no. Yes, creepy as fuck is what they say. I just keep interrupting. I'm sorry, Mama. That, the hanging tree... Okay, now that I'm on the spot, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it wrong. I'm gonna but, say it wrong. <laughs> That's what I'm sorry, I'm Elvis. There's a song by Billie Holiday, I believe, and it's called "Strange Fruit," and it's about that. And well, not about this one instance, but tree hangings and stuff, and it's really good. Hmm. But this story was from when Sam was 15 or 16. Okay, get ready. Picture it. When Sam was a teenager, he and a friend went wild camping together. Just in case you didn't know, oh, wild camping is where you go camping in a non-designated camping spot. Oh, I thought they went wild camping. Me too. But no, they went wild camping. And then I was like, when you said, oh, I was going to say, oh, like the movie Wild, how like she, Uh, you know, went off. No. So there were no other people camping around them. They were alone. I would guess this was around 2002. Two teenage boys camping in alone in the woods? Bad news. As you know, teenage boys like to mess around, and so they brought fireworks on their camping trip. Again, bad news. 
They took their fireworks into the dark woods at night and began to set them off. The fireworks bounced from tree to tree and shot in all directions. What? This is my nightmare. Uh, first of all, I would be the one that they hit. Mm-hmm. When one of the fireworks bounced around the forest and off the trees, it began to go up. When Sam and his friend followed the firework upwards with their torches, they saw a dead man hanging up in the tree looking down at them. No. What? (laughs) I can't. Scared as hell, they bolted back to their tent and rang the police on their phone. Sam said the police wouldn't come until daybreak as it would be too dark to locate them until the sun began to come up. What the hell, police? Not cool. Not cool because they have fucking fireworks and torches. Yeah. So they stayed in their tents waiting for the police while the dead body hung in the tree Uh -uh. not far from the tent. Those poor teenage boys. Oh my gosh. Apparently, the dead man in the tree was a child sex offender and was (sighs) currently living in a halfway house. Either out of guilt or fear of having a lynch mob come after him, he went to the nearby forest and died by suicide. The friend that was with Sam on the camping trip was pretty traumatized by the whole thing, understandably, and went to counseling to help process it. Smart kid. They said that, not me. Yeah. But I agree. But we agree, yeah. I haven't talked to Sam in a long time, but I remember when he told me that this story, you could tell that the image of the dead man in the tree looking down at him still sticks with him even now. Anyway, keep up the good work and creep it real, Mama. Oh my gosh. Mama did not see where that was going. Nope. Nope. Whoa. Like, how, how do you even just wrap your mind around that? Well, in my head, I thought maybe it was, like, not real. Like, yeah, it was like a like, ghost. Yeah. Me too, and then... Should I don't know which one's worse. Oh, definitely the real one. Yeah, you're right. Shit! That was a good one. That was really good. This is called The Shadow Guardians. So, my best friend Joshua has this sometimes annoying ability to attract the strange and unusual. I myself am <laughs> strange and unusual. <laughs> what movie? Beetlejuice! God bless America, you scare me. But fuck, I just totally blamed. I know, it's okay. But I ain't saying his name two more times. I will, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Oh, fuck. Look out! Well, folks, that's how she gets laid. (laughs) He was a horny motherfucker, wasn't he? (laughs) Oh, shit. When he, like, reaches around when he's, like, and squeezes her boobs. Yes. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I shouldn't complain too much, though, since that's probably why we became friends. Anyway, when we were juniors in high school, we had a series of strange events that none of us can explain to this day. I'll need to tell you a little bit about our weird emo group of friends for you to fully understand this story. Had that. (laughs) There were four of us. We'll call them Marie, Anna, Joshua, and myself. We ate lunch together. We hung out after school. Most of us went to church together, and you could usually find one or all of us at each other's houses on the weekends. Needless to say, we were close. We were also very interested, almost obsessed, with all things paranormal. Anna wanted to be a paranormal investigator. Marie watched horror movies daily, and I read about all religious and occult history. And Joshua, well, he seemed to live in his own dimension at times. Joshua would tell us stories about seeing ghosts and even demons since he was a kid. 
We'd sometimes catch him staring into space as if watching something that we couldn't see. He would often talk about seeing these three black figures that seemed to stay around him like guardians, but they felt dark and evil, he said. Ever the skeptic, I just assumed he was trying to mess with our heads. One night, I was home alone and turning off the lights in the house to go to bed. As I turned off the lamp in the living room, I looked up at the window beside the front door to come face to face with a dark figure staring in at me. I stood and stared for a good minute before running into the other room with a yelp. For some reason, I looked at the clock as I ran. It was exactly midnight. I grabbed the phone to call 911, but stopped as my rational mind tried to convince myself that it was just a shadow from a tree. I took a few breaths before going back into the living room. The shadow was gone. I moved around in the spot I had been in trying to replicate the shadow figure, but nothing worked. I do that all the time. Absolutely. My next thought was that maybe my uncle, who knew I was home alone, had come to check on me. I decided to look outside. I know this is very stupid. I swear that if I ever end up in a horror movie, I will be the first to die. (laughs) It is not a question. This is just my personality. My friends better thank me now for helping to keep some of them alive through my untimely demise. (laughs) Anyway, I stuck my head out and called, hello? I will totally be the first to die. I'm telling you. (laughs) When no one answered, I walked out to the porch to look around the corners. Are you convinced yet? There was no one there. I went back inside trying to convince myself that it had just been my imagination. Meanwhile, did you leave the door open and then the thing walk in while you're out there looking? That's like classic scary movie. Yes. I did barricade the door, though, just in case. Oh, all right, then. Look, you learned something from all those scary movies. Yes. The next day, I was talking to Marie on the phone. I hadn't been able to tell her anything that had happened because she immediately launched into her own strange story. She'd been sitting at her desk in front of a giant bay window in her room. All of a sudden, she felt like something was watching her, so she looked out the window. She swore that she saw a shadow figure staring at her from the edge of the woods. The figure disappeared when she looked away for a moment, and the clock struck midnight. Like me, she'd been trying to rationalize what she saw. I told her what happened to me. We decided to call Anna just to see if something weird had happened to her. Anna immediately answered the phone with, Did something creepy happen at y'all's place last night? Long story short, at midnight, she'd been laying in bed reading and looked up to see a shadow figure in her window just staring at her. Nope. She jumped up to run, but it disappeared when she looked back behind her. We were all at this point beyond freaked out. At that moment, Joshua's number flashed up on my call waiting. I jumped off the phone and answered. He said, hey, this may seem like a weird question, but did anything strange happen last night around midnight? I asked him why. He explained that he'd felt the three figures leave his room and immediately felt worried for Anna Marie and me. The feeling didn't pass until he claimed to have seen the figures return at the end of his driveway watching the house. To this day, we all tell the same story and swear that no one talked to the other beforehand. I don't know if we all had a mass hallucination from our shared obsession with paranormal things, as Maria suggested, or if those shadow people had actually visited. I never saw one again. Anna claimed to see one a couple more times. 
Marie eventually grew out of the paranormal phase and called it an unexplainable figment of imagination. Joshua says that he doesn't see them as much anymore, but they're still there watching. I have one more story about Joshua and me in high school. We would often talk to each other about our dreams. He often had dreams that seemed to come true, but it was never really anything big or that couldn't have been easily expected, so we'd just laugh about it. I myself was a lucid dreamer. That's the ability to know that you're dreaming and control the dream. I usually use the ability to work through some complex problems in my sleep or to live out my fantasy of being a badass zombie slayer. (laughs) Good times. (laughs) (laughs) One night, I dreamed that this man with a scar on his left eye tried to blow up the school. It had seemed very real, and it wasn't my normal lucid dream, so I told Joshua about it the next day. He'd had the exact same dream. We were both on edge until lunch when we were suddenly fine. That night, they announced on the news that someone had been caught coming to school with a truck full of explosives. The time the guy was caught? Yep, you guessed it, right at lunchtime. The mugshot? The same guy from our dream. Wow. Scar and all. Wow. I've heard that some people can be an amplifier for the paranormal. If that's true, then I feel certain that Joshua is one. We've been best friends for 15 years, and he's always been consistent and sincere. There isn't one part of me that doubts him. Blessings, Ami Posey. And her Instagram is Totally Public Diary. Wow. That's crazy. If she writes about this up in her diary, I need to read more. What's funny, though, is whenever she said, like, the next friend had it, too, I was like, oh, I bet it was all three of those shadow figures. You know? Yeah. So, my brain went right there. So... I think it's possible. I wonder if he was like mad at them or something. And like that's why his guardians kind of left. But I don't think they're... Okay. Which I know that Ghost in the Burbs is not real. But you know how like on that they talk about how they can... She can see or somebody can see the like black energy hanging with them. It's almost like that. But like he had three. Like that's a serious attachment. So I mean, true. again, what do I know? I, I'm basing this off of Ghost in the Bird, and that's not even a real <laughs> real story, you know? Yeah. It's what she makes up, but... It's based in truth that she reads and yeah. researches and stuff. So, and, I don't know. And I totally believe that people can be... Like, catalysts almost. Yes, that's the exact word I was looking for. Well, see, teamwork. Okay, this one is Sinister Sightings Stories. Gotta love an alliteration, they say. (laughs) Okay. Hey, ladies. My name is Michael, and I've been chatting with Donna on and off every now and then. I'm the witch friend that Sarah has mentioned a few times in her sleep paralysis and shadow man stories. I've kind of turned into the de facto village witch for the Facebook group, and I love it. Really? Him and Courtney? I know. They got you. Absolutely. Anything you need, any questions, any everything. Just a little backstory to my family and our history of practicing witchcraft. At least one member of my dad's family has been practicing since the Basque witch trials. We are ethnically Basque, Yaqui, and Apache with some shepherdic Jew sprinkled in for spice. Well, he doesn't need to do 33 and me. I was going to say. Not a sponsor. My dad's mom heavily practiced up until I was born, and then I kind of naturally took over the practice before here we went back and forth between fully-fledged practicing. My aunts never practiced, 
But weirdness, like scarily accurate oracle dreams or ghosts, just randomly wandering into their houses. That isn't to say that the men are immune to it either. My dad and my uncle were chased out of a cemetery by a particularly unpleasant ghost slash shadow man. Both saw something different. My mom's side is a little more quiet about it. My maternal grandma's practice had a tendency to be more protective and interested in bringing blessings for her kids and my grandpa's crops. My maternal grandpa's sister, Josephina, is widely known as a witch to her town and her family. On that side were Ashkenazi, Dutch, French, and Spanish, with some indigenous Mexican mixed. You can see all of those little weird superstitions we have. Anyway, I try to keep fairly detailed accounts of both of my own and the experiences of my family. I figured I would include the story that made me decide to keep records of all my spookiness and supernatural exploits. I was really close to my maternal grandma, basically my second mom. Well, she passed away in 2004 and my world just turned upside down. We moved into a really small town. I didn't have any friends and was really harshly bullied. Oh, gosh. Flash forward to 2013, and I've already graduated high school, and I'm doing way better. I've made real friends, and I've gotten to the point where I can do readings and workings for people professionally. One night in either late May or or early June, I'm falling asleep, and I feel this weight behind me. I sleep on my right side, and I can feel something touching my left shoulder. I'm just surrounded by the smell of gardenias and strong but floral-smelling perfume. Immediately, I know it's my grandma. She was a little chubby when she was alive, aren't we all? She, he didn't say that, I did. And I could feel her weight behind me and her arm around me the way we used to lay when she'd put me down for a nap when I was little. I started crying a little, and she said, Quieto, mijo. I was so scared to turn over because I got this feeling like she was going to have to leave if I did. So I fell back asleep with her next to me. And when I woke up, she was gone. But I felt so at peace and content. I told my mom and apparently my grandma had visited her and my grandpa quite a few times before, but never physically like that. Anyway, sorry for the novella. I know I always like a little backstory when I hear people's spookiness. Hope you had a great Christmas and an amazing new year. Michael. Wow. Dang. At least, like, that's crazy because you got to experience the wonderfulness, I guess, in that experience, whereas other people would be like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, and you're so in tune that you were like, okay, this is grandma. Like, you were able to hear, you were able to have that connection, and most people don't get to. Yeah, and let me just say, thank you for the story, and I'm so glad that you found your people, Mm -hmm. you have been able to be successful honing your craft and sharing your gifts with other people. And being yourself and being appreciated for being yourself. Yes. Because he is so kind. When he heard me tell about Dawson having that, like, shadow figure in his room, he messaged me about some stuff that my sister could do to help it, like... He's so great. Like, super kind, super knowledgeable, and... Willing, yeah, yeah, just willing to help any way he can. He's great. Yeah, I'm telling y'all, it's not just because it's our Facebook group. The Facebook group is awesome because Mm -hmm. of the people in it. Absolutely. And we really are a Creepster family, and I hope you want to join. All right, one more story. Okay. Hello, lovely ladies. Hello. 
<laughs> okay, or creepy Carrie. I, I was channeling my inner Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Hello. I would like to share the story with you, whether it makes it on a Sinister Sightings episode or not. Girl, you here? My dad has always told me stories about ghosts and ghoulies, as he is a sensitive and has many stories to tell. I have never had any experiences myself until September 2017. I grew up in Ireland. What? I love your accent. And you've never even heard it. Whew. Okay, sorry. Ireland. But I'm currently living in the UK. Oh my God. All my favorite accents. Yes. If you say you live in Australia, Donna's going to come in her pants. <laughs> All of my family still live in Ireland, so we go back every year to visit for two weeks. Look, that's one thing that America has got fucked up. Yeah, Everywhere else takes, like, these, well, you know, on the movies and stuff, take, like, <laughs> holidays. Mm-hmm. We don't. Do you know how many vacation days rolled over for me? <laughs> I know. Um, Legit, if I got, like, a payout for my vacation days, I'd never fucking take them. I'd be like, give me the cash. I know. When we went back in September 2017... I brought my best friend Paige with us as I wanted to show her all the places I used to go to as a kid. One of those places being Bunratty Castle. I mean, I don't know if that's really how you say it, but... Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds close. (laughs) A bunny and a rabbit walked into a castle. I'm a major history nerd, so I love castles, etc. And thankfully, Ireland is full of them. So Bunratty, I feel like I say it and it's totally like redneck. (laughs) Uh, That's the same way... We say anything. True. Like, we say a Spanish word. Yeah. Yeah. So, Bunratty is set up like a whole village surrounding the castle itself. It's like stepping back in time. There are huts and old cottages set up all over the park, which you can go into and look around. My cousin Paige and I went into this particular hut, and as soon as I stepped in there, I felt kind of funny. My heart began to race, and I felt lightheaded for no reason. I looked towards the back of the hut, and there was another room, but it was blocked off by a chain going across the doorway. All the huts are only lit by candles and firelight, as they would have been a hundred years ago. Neither my cousin or Paige said anything, so I thought I must be having a funny turn or something, which isn't good at the age of 23, let me tell you. (laughs) All I wanted to do was leave this hut, but as I went to walk out, my dad walked in and went straight into that tiny room in the back, which was pitch black. No lighting at all in there. You couldn't see your hand in front of your face. He called me over to look, and I told him I really didn't want to, and he just smiled at me. Uh Uh-uh. I was like, all right, Mr. Smiley, calm down. So I walked over to him and looked into the room, and my heart began to race faster and the uneasy feeling grew more my dad then says april take a picture to which i looked very confused as all over the park it says no flash photography he said i didn't need to have flash on to see for this picture which i didn't understand so i took this picture of this pitch dark room anyway and i nearly died i looked at my camera and in the picture the room is lit up but it's this blue light orb in the lower left corner and also partial blue column on the right-hand side. I have included the picture of the image on my camera at the bottom of this email. I couldn't believe my eyes. The room was set up as a bedroom, which can be seen in the picture, but not in person, 
when I looked into the room. As I stared at the picture, my dad calmly said to me, You could feel it, couldn't you? When you came in, I can feel it too. And he walked away. I've had several other experiences since then, but I'll leave it there for now. Not exactly scary, but definitely spooky. Just wanted to say I love your podcast. It's so entertaining, and you both crack me up so much. Please continue with the great work. Much love, April. Wow. Whoa. We have to look at this picture, and we will see if we can post it. Yeah. On the gram and on the Facebook group. Wow. Okay, so those were so freaking good. It's crazy what you sense, you know? Yes. Oh my gosh, and you know, from all these stories that we've been getting and everything, there's so so many people who are sensitive, mm-hmm. and you know, because you when you feel something and you feel like, oh, I don't want to say anything because someone's going to think I'm weird. Mm-hmm. There's so many other people that feel this way too, and like I don't know, I I like this. It's comforting, and it really has taught me trust your gut, and yep. You know, like, be careful. We have definitely learned more about how to protect ourselves in paranormal instances and everything. We have loaded up our arsenal from these sinister sightings. So, thank you. Yes. But we're going to, again, we're going to ask her about this picture because, yeah, I'm looking at it and you can definitely tell everything. And she said it it, was pitch black when uh -uh. she took this. Well, it's clear as fucking day in there. Yes. All right, y'all. This thank was you. a good one. Yes. Thank y'all so much for sending all the stories in. Keep sending them in. Check out Patreon if you want to introduce an episode. And remember, creep it real and, and don't, don't get scared. scared.